Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. Our next segment focuses on the crude side of the oil patch. This is a segment we call The Crude Life with Jason Spies, and we're focusing on the traffic within the oil patch. The Bakken oil field in North Dakota has dramatically changed the landscape of the state, but more specifically, it's changed its roadways. Many startup entrepreneurs have seen success within North Dakota as a startup trucking company, transferring water to different well sites, transferring goods and services within western North Dakota. Oftentimes, when it comes to blaming traffic accidents in the oil patch, semi-trucks are at the end of the finger of blame. This, of course, is only one portion of the vehicles necessary in order to keep the oil and gas industry moving. The increased traffic that we've seen from the SUVs, the semis, the sedans have caused an increase of fatalities on the road. And these accidents have occurred for many reasons. Driver fatigue. Driver's use of drugs or alcohol, aggressive driving, a lack of driver training, or quite honestly, it is a game of inches. When you get out to the oil patch, driving on Highway 22, Highway 85, and some of the other two-lane highways out there, it is a game of inches. You've got semis in front of you, semis in back of you, winds going 40, 50 miles an hour. There are a lot of elements working against you out in the oil patch if you're on those roads, especially if you're an inexperienced driver. I'd like to share with you the first time I was driving out in the oil patch a few years ago with one of the owners of Max Hardware. We got on Highway 22. We made it just seven miles outside of Dickinson, North Dakota on a Sunday afternoon. The entire time we were out on the road, we had several trucks in front of us, several trucks in back of us, and a semi coming at us every one to three seconds. It was definitely a game of inches. After the eighth mile outside of Dickinson, the co-owner of Max Hardware and myself looked at each other and said, we have no business being on this road. It's kind of like we're out at a zoo looking at the animals. For our safety, we had better get back to Dickinson and stay off the roads and let the professionals, quite honestly, stay out on the roads until the roads get widened and it's a little bit safer to drive out there. That's the harsh reality of it. Well, don't take my word for it. Let's hear what Tyson Olson, CEO and president of Mirror Image Environmental Solutions, has to say. Mr. Tyson Olson makes his way to the Bakken through Bozeman, Montana, so he is very aware of what driving is like throughout the oil patch and what some of the conditions are like during different times of the year. Let's listen to what Tyson Olson has to say with his observations of driving through the oil patch. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, I've, I've been on the roads, I've been on icy roads six times, six different times in North Dakota I'm to the point where I avoid it entirely. But I've, I've witnessed six fatalities on every trip that I've been at in North Dakota in the wintertime. I've witnessed six fatalities. And, you know, that's a, that's a staggering statistic for a guy that I've spent a lot of time in North Dakota. I try to avoid it. Um, but I think it's, it's the responsibility of the employer to um, make sure that you know we don't put our guys in a situation where you know when there is an icy road, um, you know we've got to travel a great distance. You know we need to we need to respectfully um, notify our customers that we won't be showing up that day um, because the last thing that anybody needs is a fatality. And it, it, you know it's that the oil and gas industry it's it's going to happen, but um, the roads are are frightening. They really are, um, especially in the winter time. Um, a lot of just small hills and, and curves and, and uh, a lot of people that are trying to get to and from their job and their work and if they show up late and they make a they try to pass somebody on a little hill on a semi I mean there's so many semis mm-hmm. in the road your chances of success in an accident in North Dakota are just about nil 
Six fatalities Tyson Olsen has seen on North Dakota roads since driving to and from the oil patch from Bozeman, Montana. That's quite a number for anybody to see in a lifetime, let alone in several years of oil patch driving. Our next interview is with Bowman, North Dakota resident Haley Sabi. Haley's 18 years old. She got her driver's license when she was 14 and has been driving to and from Crosby, North Dakota, pretty much for the past several years. Let's listen to what Haley Sabi, an 18-year-old from Bowman, North Dakota, has to say about driving in the oil patch for approximately the past four years at ages 14 to 18. Do you, do you travel much? You're 18, you have your driver's license. Yep. Uh, you've been driving for two or three or four years. Um, I've been I've had my license since I was 14, so four years. Have you noticed any difference in the traffic in the last four years? Oh yes, there's a lot more traffic these days now. How, how do you handle that? I mean, you're 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, you, when you probably got started driving for the first year, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. And then it just kind of accelerated beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Well, Has your family had a talk about it, or if, if you at all? Yeah, my mom's always warning us, like, be careful on the roads and how we need to watch the other drivers, especially. She knows where she trusts us, it's just the other people on the road that she doesn't trust. So. Uh, how far north have you gone? Oh, I've gone all the way up to Crosby. Oh, that's the heart of it Yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are your observations there? Um, I really do not like driving through Watford and Williston. It makes me a little bit nervous. I don't like all the traffic and all the trucks going, but just try to make sure I'm awake and paying attention. Have you driven to Crosby by yourself? Yep. Were you scared? Uh, The first time I was really nervous, but now I've made a few trips there, and so it's not a big deal anymore. And that was Haley Sabe, a Bowman, North Dakota native. She just graduated high school, and she's going to be attending the University of North Dakota Botano playing basketball. Good luck, Haley. And thank you very much for taking some time out to educate us on what it's like driving in the oil patch. Our next interview on The Crude Life with Jason Spies is with Brian Heimel, CEO of Five Diamonds Industrial Park. Brian's main headquarters is in Salt Lake City, Utah, so he's used to big city driving. Let's hear what his reaction is the first time driving in the Bakken oil field. Insanity, right? North Dakota, the Bakken Plague, especially you know, especially in the oil-driven towns. You look at uh, Watford City and Williston, and just the growth in the last 12 months, let alone the 24 months we've been here, is phenomenal. And trying to explain um, uh, the marketplace in North Dakota to anyone who's never been here it just doesn't work. You can't do it. With you can't. Words. You can't do it. Not with words. You have to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have you 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 literally have to see it. A friend of mine, I got stuck uh, trying to get into North Dakota here a few weeks ago and had a layover in Denver. And I was just telling him some random stories. And uh, uh, he has a film background. He goes, dude, we got to make a movie up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is it, it is Wild West. It is it's unlike anything that I think as a country we've seen since the Industrial Revolution. I mean, that's the type of growth and expansion um, that uh, that's going on and that they're talking about it. I mean, when you think about it, you've got uh, MDU's new refinery that's going up. That's the first refinery that w- will have been built since 1976, mm-hmm. right, in the United States. It's huge, right? At, and they've got two other refineries coming online in North Dakota, you know, eight miles from our site. What does, you know, it, it's a, I think it's a good thing for the state. It's a great opportunity. Um, for everyone that's uh, that's up there that has the you know tenacity to brave the winters and and uh, learn how to do business a little differently, 
when we had first taken the tour, the very, 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 very first day that we went out, we had everything the same day, right? Hopped on the jet, mm -hmm. did the tour. We get to Dickinson and you drive down Highway 22 and at the time it was a two lane, you've driven on the highway, two lanes, scarier we than hell. We call white knuckle highway. Yeah, <clears throat> it's the scariest thing you've ever driven on in your life and, and uh, it was two lanes. You've got uh, the corridor there and you look at where everything's coming out of, right? You know that, uh, you, you identify that, that uh, the transload facility for a lot of the oil in all of North Dakota actually comes out of that Dickinson facility mm -hmm. next to where the refinery is going. There's a rail and an interstate. There's a rail and an interstate, and that's where everything has to go out of. The so only it doesn't thing missing is the river. Only, that's, that's exactly that. right. You know, you're, the only thing you're missing is the river. And our first day when we were down there, they had uh, Baker was under construction. And you look at the size and quality of the facilities that Baker and Halliburton and Occidental and everyone is putting up there, you don't see that type of a facility going up um, uh, in some of these other areas, right? Um, you, you don't see some of the positioning. I mean, you go there and, and you see some of the positioning from some of the large companies that do know what they're doing in the oil service world, and they're doing it for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, you look at that and you say, you know, I think they're gonna be here for a while. And, and our piece of ground, the first time we were out there, we saw it, we said, that's a piece of ground. It wasn't for sale. Nobody knew who owned it. You know, and we literally, I ended up closing that, uh, uh, that deal over a 50-gallon drum and a, and a Quonset hunt with the folks that owned it. Incredible folks. We became really good friends um, in like minus 30 weather outside, hmm. you know. And that last comment by Brian Heimel is a very good reason why we call this segment The Crude Life with Jason Spies. Now back to the oil field traffic. In response to the dramatic increase in oil field trucking accidents, the state has allocated and earmarked a number of dollars towards roads, bridges, and other infrastructure to try to alleviate some of the traffic out on the oil patch roads. Also, it announced a $10 million program that is intended to make the oil patch roads safer. Although a step in the right direction, investments towards making the roads safer, it still cannot deter human error. Everything from a lack of training to inexperienced driving, fatigue, substance abuse, other human elements certainly add to the fatal accidents out in the oil patch. Also is inadequate infrastructure. Anybody who's lived out in the oil patch and driven on the county roads understands what I mean when I say there are residents and drivers out there that feel the state has a lot of catching up to do to make the roads adequate and safe to handle this type of boom that North Dakota is experiencing. As we exit the segment, The Crude Life with Jason Spies, we go to our boots on the ground team. Do you have any advice for anybody out there who might be uh, coming here to North Dakota? You're, you're from Seattle, you are in North Dakota 10 years ago. Well, if you're coming to work and you plan on staying through the winter, you better have some, you know, a decent camper and or find housing if you can. Or and that's what happens is we get a massive influx in the spring of workers. And then as soon as the weather turns cold, we have a massive outflux. So if you're willing to stick around for the winter, I mean, you got a good job, good money. I think our economy is the best in the country. Want to keep the discussion going? Check out the Billing the Bakken Facebook and Twitter accounts. 